fresh, dynamic, and totally prepared. Here's Patricia Raskin with Positive Living on the leader in Internet Talk Radio, VoiceAmerica.com. Welcome to Positive Living, the program that brings you practical and inspiring principles for living more authentic, engaging, and passionate lives. Created by Patricia Raskin, a catalyst for positive change. All comments, views, and opinions expressed on this program are solely those of the host, guest, and callers. Now, with Positive Living, here's Patricia Raskin. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome to Positive Living, and I'm Patricia Raskin. It's always an honor and pleasure to be part of Voice America because Voice America believes that information is power, that the Internet is power, and, and really that's what, that's what we do here. I mean, we on Voice America have the information to reach such a global audience. And I've been doing this work on Voice America for four years now, kind of at the very beginning of the Internet movement with radio, and it's powerful because we have really important messages to deliver, and we can do that on the Internet. And you can listen from anywhere. So I'm very excited to bring this program to you each week. I've been doing Positive Living for 20 years um, on radio, on TV, in documentaries, and I just think that we can make our lives the way we want them to be. And I've got a couple on today who not only tell us that but have proven that. Their names are Dr. Tom Merrill, Ph.D., and his wife, Bobby Sandos Merrill. They are renowned, successful family therapists and authors of Settle for More, You Can Have the Relationship That You Always Wanted, Guaranteed. And they have a brand-new show that's also on Voice America Health, and that's on Thursdays at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, and I was very fortunate to guest host their first show last week. Welcome, Tom and Bobby. Thank you. It is a pleasure to be here. Good. Well, you know, I really said what I meant about the power of the Internet because I think that, that... through the Internet, we can reach so many people, and your message is very powerful. And what you're saying here is that instead of settling for less, which most of us do, we're either too old or not pretty enough or flabby or, you know, there's some excuse why we can't really get exactly what we want. But you're saying we can settle for more. Talk about that. Either one. Okay. Well, you know, we it's we always put off the idea that we can be better human beings. In fact, the phrase, I'm only human, belies the opportunity to settle for more. It says, that means I better go down and settle for less because, after all, I'm only human. Mm-hmm. And right in that phrase, we're saying we're not even going to try. We're going to just start right at the beginning and just say the human level means it has to be a low level. Mm-hmm. We're saying let's just get over that and let's mm-hmm. start going to where we can be. We're watching the Olympics, for example. You're looking at people going for more, right? Um, and we we can all do that. We always put it a little outside of ourselves, or we delay it, or as you say, we're too flabby. You know, there's just great reasons. Well, I, you know, I think the other problem is that we're also being fed the party line from the media. Which is, I mean, if I've heard it once this last year, I've heard it a million times. Fifty percent of of the divorce rate. I mean, fifty percent of couples are going to be divorced in first marriages. Now, in second and third marriages, it's up to seventy five percent. And you keep hearing that enough. You're a afraid to get into a relationship, and b sometimes you're afraid to make it work that it may end. So you know, we're we're not really being fed that this really can work, even if it's a second or third time. We're being told that it most likely won't. Well, not only not only in the statistics, but you know, I think I think when you think about the statistics, what 
what that told Bobby and told me is that it's that's kind of a starting point, even if you're not aware of the statistics. It it, it permeates everything about relationships. Yeah. So you're sort of thinking that, well, this is as good as it gets, and there's mm-hmm. nobody's arguing mm-hmm. against it. In fact, everything you see supports that. So going in, I think a lot of people go in with a you know the great heart. Nobody walks into it thinking, okay, I'm going to be one of the ones that fail. They all it's like the people that go into Vegas. Yeah. They think that yeah. they can win, and the house knows what the odds are. They know mm-hmm. that of every dollar that goes in, ninety-eight cents is going to stay there, and so ninety-eight cents is going to walk out. So they're going to get so much of every dollar, but nobody really thinks of that. They think, you know, this time I'm going to break the bank, and I think we all think that about relationships. Unfortunately, statistics tell us that that just absolutely is not true. So people get kind of whacked with this stick after they get in. And I think that's a real shock to their emotional system, to their concept of relationships and everything else once they're in it because they don't have the faintest idea of how to make it work, and they try. And one of the things I think that people buy into is this, you know, go along to get along, that, that kind of notion. Mm-hmm. And, and that is the quick path to settling for less. You know, if, if I can just get along, that's going to make it okay. Well, just getting along is not selling for less. It's selling well, for less. But that brings up one of your myths. One of your myths is that fighting, uh, one of the myths is that fighting is important for the health of the marriage, and you say that there really is never an excuse for fighting, and that opinions can be politely and lovingly delivered. But I guess my question is, how do you, you know, how do you know when you have a disagreement, or even if you're um, giving your opinion in a polite way and you straighten it out? How do you know what may be festering underneath or if it's going to come up more each time? I mean, I guess the question is, you know, how do you know? Good question. <laughs> you really know. I mean, you can make up and kiss and make up. And still, does that mean it won't happen again? Does that mean you won't get triggered again? And will that hurt the relationship? You know, how do you know? When there's a disagreement, there's a feeling that most of us have that we... First of all, one of the primary feelings is that we want to prevail. We want to be right. Right. Disagreement. So we talk in in with the goal of being right, and that is the first error that we make. If we mm-hmm. talk with the goal of being understood, yeah, understand that, um, mm-hmm. uh, or to be the understander, mm-hmm. and not just to be understood only, but even just going to understanding instead of being right is a good step. Then, if we decide that we want to be the first to be the understander that we want to really understand what our partner is trying to share with us that we obviously haven't heard because they're feeling upset because they feel misunderstood and mm-hmm. unheard. So if we really make a point of understanding that, we keep asking all the questions that we need to ask mm-hmm. until we get it. And yes. when we get it, they feel relief. Mm-hmm. And we know when that relief is there. And if it's not there, we haven't we haven't finished mm-hmm. this discussion yet. When mm-hmm. they feel understood, then... Then we turn it around, then we go to the next person, and then we, they then become the person who wants to understand yeah. our point of view. Yeah. I think, you know, Bobby's point about the, the mm-hmm. trying to be right is, a, is so important, and we all know that, that being right isn't what counts, but we have, there's these real subtle nuances of being right that we kind of enter in. So if I say, well, yeah, yeah, sure, I think that's really, you know, worthwhile, let's, let's try this, let's try, just try the being, being understood routine, and then you and I have a conversation, and I don't feel like I'm being understood. I'm going to start ramping up and make sure you understand me, and we're off to the races into an argument. 
And it really does, it has to be, it really has to be a transformation of what we're thinking our position is. In other words, I have to say to my partner in my head, my partner really has a good idea. I know what it is. I just don't understand it. Help me understand that. Or if my partner says, I don't agree with you, this is what, you know, this is what I think. Rarely do people go to, oh, okay, that's terrific. Let's go with your point of view. We don't do that. Right. Nor should we, because rarely if there's a discrepancy, if, if there is a difference, that, that for Bobby and for me is the sign that we don't understand. Because mm-hmm. at the bottom of all conversation, Bobby and I have a very basic understanding on everything and, and basic agreement. Yeah. We really agree underneath all of this. What people argue about is rarely what they're arguing about. Rarely, rarely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm going to give you a, a story of this. Is it's a little example, but it, it when you said that it's rare that you're arguing about what you say. This is just a, a little piece of a friend told me this. She went to a party with her boyfriend, and um, some other person, some other man that she had known before, who was a friend, came up and in a little bit of a way flirted with her and said in front of the boyfriend, boy, you've got a real catch here, you've got a real prize, you know, you're lucky, you're really lucky because I would have gotten her or something, which was really false because the woman said that they were just friends. Mm -hmm. And the boyfriend said, yeah, I know, she tells me how great she is. And the woman later on said to the boyfriend, you know, why didn't you say, yeah, I'm really lucky that I have her, isn't it wonderful? You know, she said to the boyfriend, she felt like kind of left in the lurch. Like, you know, here he was, this other guy kind of building her up, and the boyfriend, instead of saying, I'm so lucky, said, yeah, she tells me she's great. So she sat down with him, and she said, you know, that really bothered me. I mean, that, that, that you didn't come to my kind of defense. And the comment was, he didn't like this guy. He didn't like what he said. He didn't like him. And it was a reaction. Mm-hmm. And when the, when the girlfriend understood that, because she, she knows how much this man cares for her, mm-hmm. but it, it was stinging to her. But, but he really, he just, he didn't like it. And that was, that was the first sort of way to get back. And it had nothing to do with the woman. Mm-hmm. Now, if the woman had not said anything to the boyfriend, that would have festered for quite some time, mm-hmm. and something else would have happened. So I guess my question is, something like that that seems little isn't so little, because what that spoke to the girlfriend was, he doesn't really care about me, and he's mm-hmm. letting this other guy know that he doesn't, which wasn't true. It was quite the opposite. Yeah. I think my, my point of view is that anything that feels like the slightest sweater sna- snagger should always be discussed until it feels flat and clear, mm-hmm. and in fact bonding between you so that you come to so much new understanding a new level of understanding between you that you feel closer mm-hmm. and if there's the slightest snag of the sweater there is something that's going to fester there until it gets fixed because mm-hmm. in the absence of the conversation we always fill in the blanks with our own possible ideas mm-hmm. in there and we we never just leave it as a vacuum mm-hmm. so if we don't discuss it her conclusion was now, now, here's what I would say in this if I was assessing that, that my, my assumption is that her conclusion was that he, he abandoned her mm-hmm. and, and, and basically he um, didn't stick up for her. He didn't stay with her and um, partner with her and make them feel like a pair as mm-hmm. a, and was actually doing splitting 
behavior between them. Mm-hmm. He was actually doing behavior that would cause a chasm if mm-hmm. they let it. Um, so that was her feeling that, you know, ouch, he did let the chasm happen. Mm-hmm. His feeling, if he didn't discuss it, was that she was kind of in a flirtation with this guy and that, you know, he was he was really licking the wounds of, of their old relationship that mm-hmm. he wasn't a part of. Mm-hmm. And so he didn't feel all that spiffy about it mm-hmm. until he really talked to her mm-hmm. about it. So there's a lot in there to get in trouble over. And if we can't, st- but if we argue about it, it'll make it worse. Mm-hmm. But if we just converse and share the perspectives that we're each holding, then we feel like, oh, that's how we can mm-hmm. be closer. We don't let people come and split us like mm-hmm. that. Mm. Well spoken. Excellent. We're going to take a break. And when we come back, we're going to talk more about relationship of unlimited possibilities, things like honesty and honoring and being committed and what is intimacy and what is connectedness. And Bobby and Tom have been talking about some of that. When we come back, we're going to talk more to the Merrills, Tom Merrill, Ph.D., and Bobby Santos Merrill, MSW, happily married couple who have written this book, Settle for More. You can have the relationship you always wanted guaranteed. And they're both therapists and experts, and they can really help you settle some more in your relationship. You can give us a call after the break. And the number that we had was, um, I'm going to have to get you folks the number as soon as we come back. There's a new number at the station. All right, folks, you're listening to Positive Living. I'm Patricia Raskin. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. For an autographed copy of Patricia's new book, Pathfinding, Seven Principles for Positive Living, log on to RaskinResources.com. Bringing the world together. You're listening to America's Voice. VoiceAmerica.com This week on Slice of Sci-Fi with Michael and Evo... Lake Bell from Surface joins us to tell us about the show. And TD-0013, our resident stormtrooper, joins us in studio to help us talk about the sci-fi that's happened this week. That's this week on Slice of Sci-Fi with Michael and Evo. Do you have questions concerning your personal portfolio? And would you like to know where the market's going before it gets there? Then you need to tune in to Elite Masters of Trading, hosted by the Traders Coach, Robin Dane, every Wednesday at 10 a.m. Robin has great ideas on how to invest, save, and make money. So become an elite trader in the market every Wednesday at 10 a.m. with the Traders Coach, Robin Dane, and Elite Masters of Trading, right here on the Voice America Radio Network. Did you know the young adult generation, otherwise known as the Echo Boomers, born between the late 1970s and 1995, number 78 million in our population? They are responsible and drink less, smoke less, do fewer drugs, and commit less crime than previous generations. Advocating America's Young Adult with hosts Chloe White and Charlie Fairchild aggressively addresses the current and cutting-edge issues affecting the young adult. It is a world of inherent unfairness for this age group, and the situation continues to deteriorate. The time for meaningful change has arrived. And our Advocating America's Young Adult is here to make an impact. Tune into Advocating America's Young Adult with host Chloe White and Charlie Fairchild. 
West Coast Business Review and host Amy Campbell presents Show Me the Business. Each week, you'll hear exciting guests give you vital information on advancing your business and career. Learn how others have built their empires, from best-selling authors to renowned entertainers. Listen every Tuesday, 3 p.m. Eastern, 12 noon Pacific Time on VoiceAmericaRadio.com. Visit our website at www.WestCoastBusinessReview.com. West Coast Business Reviews, Show Me the Business, connecting you to the business world. Continuing to be the authority in Internet Talk Radio, you're listening to VoiceAmerica.com. Hi, everyone. We are back. You are listening to Positive Living, and I'm Patricia Raskin. And as I always say, I really believe in Voice America because Voice America believes that the Internet is power and the Internet is the future and the future is now. And that's why I'm here. My program, Positive Living, brings you practical strategies and positive solutions to really bring you the kind of life that you want to have. And we do that here. And we've been on the air four years on Voice America. I have a show locally where I live that's been on the air nine years. And my mission is really to give you those positive solutions and practical strategies to help you have the relationships and the kind of life that you want. My guests today are new hosts on Voice America Health, Tom Merrill, Ph.D., and his wife, Bobby Sandoz Merrill, MSW. And they are the authors of the brand-new book, Settle for More. You can have the relationship that you always wanted guaranteed. They are therapists and counselors. You can log on to their wonderful website, which is settleformore.com. And they have articles and reviews. They expose common myths. They have a blog. They have columns and products. And and really, um, it's really a very comprehensive website. So I would suggest that you go on to settleformore.com. Okay. And they are, as I said, renowned successful family therapists and authors of the new book, Settle for More. Welcome back, Tom and Bobby. Thank you. Hi. All right. And let's um, tell folks that we have a new number here. So... At this point, um, it's 480-643-5429, and I will be coming up with an 800 number soon. I don't have that yet, but it's 480-643-5429. Okay, um, let's talk about, in your book, you talk about um, different parts of relationship, that a relationship has unlimited possibilities and that there are 15 elements for a sound relationship. And one of the things you talk about, the first one is honoring. And in that example I gave you before the break about this woman who, and man who felt that they were being dishonored, it seems to me that honoring really is at the core of all this, mm-hmm. of valuing each person. So talk about that. Well, you know, when Bobby and I really decided we wanted to make this relationship work, uh, that it was something that we wanted to, we really wanted to work, and as you know, we're, we're veterans of the, of the statistical war out there. We both have had relationships that didn't make it. And this one, we really wanted to make it. So mm-hmm. one of the things that we, we but, but, but let's go back to that arguing thing that we talked about right at the opening of the show, mm-hmm. about uh, arguments being um, not good for your relationship but more disastrous. You know, you right. made the comment about kissing and make up. You can't kiss and make up from a relationship. That's not something that can ever be repaired. We can sand it down, buff it out, shine it up. You know, make it feel good, but but it will never be the same fabric again once you've had an had an argument, and you get enough of those, and it and it's a relationship killer. But 
the myth that we can we can you know go at it with each other and then kiss and make up is just is exactly that it's a myth you cannot you just cannot do that and it's a the heart of that i think is exactly what you've identified patricia is this mm-hmm. notion of honoring when i um I really tried to see what kind of a relationship that I want to be in. And what I ended up doing was saying, well, I, I kind of want to be in a loving relationship, obviously. And, and I had all these words that I knew would sort of relate to the way I wanted to be in my relationship. But I had never, like most people on this planet, had ever, ever really sat down and articulated clearly the kind of relationship I wanted mm-hmm. to be in. And so we, we did that. And one of the things I wanted to be was in an honoring relationship. Well, uh, by definition, that means that I have to be honoring. Mm-hmm. And by honoring, that, that means that I, you know, what I've come to know Bobby is that I really hold her in very high esteem. I have an awe. I have a reverence for her. I have a feeling for her that is, that is unmatched in my feelings for anybody else. Uh, it's a it's a feeling of respect. It's a um, uh, you know I think the definition we had in the book said is implies profound respect, usually colored by love, devotion, or awe. Mm-hmm. Show mm-hmm. high regard or appreciation for it, and I hold that in my heart and in my picture of Bobby. And what it means is that that I have to be that way in my relationship. And when I'm not, I know clearly that something's out. It's you know, you say that, you know, you know when you don't agree there's a little bit of a rough spot. Well, if I'm being dishonoring or if I'm just simply not honoring Bobby, then there's a little rough spot there for me. I know that that's happening, and it's, she doesn't have to be around. It's, I don't go to, I don't go, you know, I'm a competitive canoe paddler. I don't sit around after paddling with the boys in the shower and talk about my old lady because that really would dishonor. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's not... It's not being goody two shoes about it. It's it's very practical. I know that if I do that and I come home, I'm not in the relationship I want. It's not that I'm going to get caught. It's not anything. It's just by definition, if I want to be in an honoring relationship, I better be honoring. So what what you're both saying, and, and Bobby, I want your comments too, is that it's these little comments. Sometimes these snide little comments or these little off color jokes that are said in jest, but they really are damaging is what you're saying. And if you don't catch them in the beginning and you don't stay with it, it's going to start eroding. Absolutely. And, you know, once we got a hold of this idea of the importance of staying honoring with each other, because mm-hmm. that's how we are when we're in courtship. We do honor each other. We treat each other just, you know, in, mm-hmm. in the most lovely way. Right. And then we take that down a notch and then another and then another to the point where we're just kind of rolling our eyes if they have something to say. But if somebody else walks in the room, we perk back up, put on the party manners, and we're nice again. And so that dishonoring is is so eroding to the positive feelings mm-hmm. between us. Now, all of a sudden, we, we start to associate each other with feeling um, not very good anymore, yeah. not very special yeah. anymore, yeah. not even as special as we feel when we're marketing yeah. and checking out our groceries. So, you know, all of a sudden we, we're thinking this is fine. That's part of the cultural myth. That's part of the, 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 the way the traffic is going. So we think it's okay just to slip into it and do it ourselves. Mm-hmm. And once we started to pay attention to how eroding it is, a positive feeling, we notice it, that at the level of thought, this is true as well. So that if we're thinking to ourselves, oh, my 
my God, he's just really getting on my nerves, or she's just such a bitch or a drag, you know, whatever, we start to feel that this person no longer is somebody that we're honoring in our thoughts or feelings. You know, how do you handle a situation where one person wants to do something and the other person wants to do something else? So you find yourself saying, well, look, I, I honor the relationship, so I'm going to go do this. I may not like it, but I'm going to do it. So one partner does it, and the other partner's happy, but the other partner's done it kind of to help and satisfy the other partner for the sake of the relationship. Now, what happens if, if this other partner keeps doing that, but they're starting to get resentful because they're doing the thing that the other person loves, but they're going along? How do you handle something like that? Because that, again, can be erosive. Oh, it can be truly erosive, and it's a, it is so common. And I, I think the setup for that is, is again, our, the way we go into relationships with this notion of how they're supposed to operate, where they're, right. it's all of a matter of I join you in a relationship, and it's you and me, not we in the relationship. And that's the culture has really trained us to do that. I think that... That what 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 we see in those is that there is no such thing as sacrifice. There is just no room for being a martyr. And if any if there's any sort of a of a snag of I'm doing this and I'm I'm not liking it, but I'm doing it for the relationship and aren't I great? You're moving into martyrdom, and we all know what happens to martyrs, and it's it is absolutely no fun. Mm-hmm. I do think doing things for the sake of the relationship makes all kinds of sense. Mm-hmm. because I put the relationship first in my life. I don't want anything else but this relationship, so I better do things for the relationship. Mm-hmm. The question comes is, am I giving up something for the relationship? Oftentimes I am, if you look at it that way, but more than that, it's I'm doing something for the we and dropping the thing for me, and that's what's going to make the relationship just, just soar. I don't have a problem having differences of opinion with Bobby. It's when we don't get to the, the source of those differences because when we do, we really see that we, we can both get what we want. Mm-hmm. Bobby has this great line that she talks about, the third story that I want, you know, really want her to share with you. But when we go there, we don't have to give up something. Uh, there's no, there is no giving up or, or martyrdom in, 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 the, in a in a good, healthy, settled for more relationship. There's just no room for it. When we when we decide we're going to do the thing that our partner wants to do, there's a there's a whole feeling of just being heels up about it and looking at what it is that they like, uh, what are the qualities of the, that that activity that they like, um, or music or art or whatever it is, and just kind of look, try it on with an idea that it this. This can really be interesting and fun, or parts of it can be at least, the qualities of it. Once we put the heels up, we reframe it. We're not looking at, well, I'll do this and then they'll have to do that. There's a very big difference there because then we go to that activity with our heels down. And when the heels are down, it's not fun. It's it's an endurance contest, and we can't wait to get them to have to pay us back, you know, in kind. So there's a real difference when we, we actually put our heels up to the thing that they find so joyful because we care so much Mm -hmm. about them that we want to share that joy. All right, on that note, we're going to take a break, and when we come back, we've got plenty more to talk about with our guests, 
Tom Merrill, Ph.D., and his wife, Bobby Sandos Merrill, MSW. They are, the, they are relationship therapists, and they are the authors of the new book, Settle for More. You can have the relationship you always wanted guaranteed. They have a new program that is on Voice America Health, and it is called Settle for More, and it's on Thursdays at 11 a.m. Pacific and 2 p.m. Eastern, so do listen to that program. Log on to their website, which is settleformore.com. And uh, I have the 800 number for you, finally. Um, you can call in to Voice America today at 866-472-5788. That's the new listener line. So, folks, you're listening to Positive Living. I'm Patricia Raskin. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. For an autographed copy of Patricia's new book, Pathfinding, Seven Principles for Positive Living, log on to RaskinResources.com. You want to know about it? We want to talk about it. Voice.VoiceAmerica.com Have you put down the morning paper in disgust because they weren't reporting what you wanted to read? Have you wondered why there aren't more women's voices in the news? Well, so have I, and we're about to change that. This is former Minnesota State Senator Ember Reichgott Young. I hope you'll join me for a new radio show every Thursday all about women on the move. We'll look at what's missing in the news, the issues often ignored in mainstream media, like how does Social Security reform really affect women? Why is the Department of Labor proposing to stop collecting workforce data on women? What role will women play in Iraq's new government? We'll create that debate right here. The Ember Reichgott Young Show will have prominent women you know and inspiring women you don't know. We'll share stories of women's leadership, courage, and vision. We just need you to be part of the conversation. So join us for the Ember Reichgott Young Show every Thursday at 1 p.m. Central Time. It's all about you, women on the move, on voiceamerica.com. Hello, this is Rory Garay, President of Greyhound Pets of America and host of Greyhounds Made Great Pets on Voice America. Join me every Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific and 2 p.m. Eastern for an insightful and enjoyable talk about one of man's best friends, the Greyhound. Learn about the history of the Greyhound, discuss proper obedience and training techniques, and find out more about the Greyhound racing industry and what they are doing to help the adoption effort of the former race star. If you own a Greyhound or just love dogs like I do, join me for Greyhounds Make Great Pets every Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific right here on America's Voice, voiceamerica.com. Expand love and light in the universe. Tune into Miracles Happen, Dreams Do Come True with Iris Jackson every Monday at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America channel. Each week, Iris and her guests empower, encourage, affirm, acknowledge, and remind us of who we really are, providing tools and processes to fulfill our destiny passionately, victoriously, and joyously. Miracles Happen, Dreams Do Come True is under the guidance and direction of our beloved I Am Presence, the seven mighty Elohim, the ascended masters, and the legions of light, and is given with fervent and heartfelt wishes that all of your dreams come true and are a thousand times more wonderful than you ever dreamed possible. Continuing to be the authority in Internet Talk Radio, you're listening to VoiceAmerica.com. Hi, everyone. We are back. Positive Living, and I'm Patricia Raskin. 
Again, as I always say, I'm always so happy to be part of Voice America because Voice America believes that information is power, that the Internet is the future, and the future is now. And so do I, and that's why I'm here. My program, Positive Living, brings you practical solutions and positive principles to help you live happy, empowered, and successful lives. And you can call us. Our new 800 or toll-free number for listeners is 866-472-5788. Today, my guests are Tom Merrill, Ph.D., and his wife, Bobby Sandoz Merrill, MSW. And they are renowned, successful family therapists and authors of the new book, Settle for More, you can have the relationship you always wanted, guaranteed. They have a new show that is on Voice America Health, airing on Thursdays at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific. And tune into that and log on to their site, settleformore.com. Welcome back, Tom and Bobby. Thank you. Thank you. All right. You know, there's, there's so much here. I think before I ask you about more possibilities, here's what I want to know. When, when clients come to you for counseling, what would you say is a recurring theme that you hear over and over from your clients, and what is your advice? Well, one of the things that we hear probably most common, either at the outset or is quickly getting into the, the what the issues are, are two things. One is we have a communication problem, uh-huh. and the second is is that we just grew apart. And n- neither of those are accurate, but if they go to a therapist, who's trained in the model of, of being basically an adjudicator, and you go in and you give them your story and your partner gives them their story, those are the issues that they will probably do. They'll give you some communication skill-building things. Uh, they may teach you some exercises to get you closer. Mm-hmm. But none of those get to the source of the problem because my view when somebody has a communication problem and they come in fighting, they're communicating very well. They're just not listening to each other, that's all. Mm-hmm. And they're, they're truly letting their partner know where the pain is and where the hurt is and what's wrong. And, and so the, they're just not, they're not understanding what the language is. That's one. And the second is, is nobody just grows apart. You have to really work at it. And understanding what it is that we've done to get ourselves disconnected and distant is, is, a, is a key intervention in order to be able to ensure that it never happens again. Um, so those are kind of the two things that, that I would say. I don't know, Bobby, what do you think? I, I agree with that. And, they, and, and the key, the operative word there was that understanding and wanting to understand what has caused the di- disconnect mm-hmm. so that you don't repeat it. Um, but usually people want to blame, and that's why mm-hmm. we, my therapists end up adjudicating. Mm-hmm. Um, what, if, what if, how do I say this? What if when you try to get to the bottom of it and the person can't express what they're really feeling because sometimes it's all jumbled. Mm-hmm. They, they, they don't really know. It's hitting a hot button and they're getting upset, mm-hmm. but they can't really tell you what the root cause is. Well, you know what's interesting is that, first of all, when we start to talk the moment we feel that first sweater snagger I talked about, uh-huh then you will be able to get to it because it's fresh. It's not covered it. over. Right. That's the most important thing you can do is do it right away. Do it right away. But let's say you didn't do it right away. And let's say um, that Tommy and I were trying to clear something up. If he keeps talking while I'm talking to defend himself and defend the rightness of his position, right. 
we will never get to that first sweater snagger. And uh, because mm-hmm. we are now going to pile new threads onto the original Got it. ball of yarn. And that's what most people do. They just can't get there because the goal, they're serving the wrong goal. They're serving the goal of who is at fault rather than what is hurting and how and what am I doing that's causing you to hurt because I really care about that. If I come from the position, I really care about that because I don't want to be the person in your life that's hurting you. Because mm-hmm. I'm hurting you, you're going to look at me, and you're going to have a negative association right, exactly. with it, paired with pain instead of a positive association paired with positive feelings. Mm-hmm. And so I really should be the one that wants to know what's causing your hurt so that I won't be the person paired with this bad feeling for you. What about those couples, though, that just don't know how to do this? I guess what I'm saying is, you know, you and Tom are therapists. You know how to get at the root of it. What about folks who just, it's like, you know, we don't know which vitamins to take. You know, they, they don't, it's almost like they don't, they don't know how, how to do it. How, what do you say to that? Well, first of all, you certainly don't need to have a PhD to make your relationship work. Either. You know, we, we've talked with you about that statistic that 93% of people who remain in, in marriages are unsatisfied, but 7% are, are happy. Of those 7%, I don't think I don't think a education or a degree or anything else has anything to do with it. It has to do with truly wanting your relationship to work and being the person that you want you want the person you want to be. I don't think that having you know Bobby and I have probably read every book there is on relationships. Of course, there's been a lot more written in the last year than we could ever keep up with, but we're we're pretty current. We've studied with the best people there are in this business, and so we had all the information. Mm-hmm. And we couldn't make our marriages work. So mm-hmm. that's proof positive that, that, that don't let any therapist tell you that you need to have this body of knowledge to make it work. There is a body of knowledge that we would recommend, and that's what we have in our book. It's just all we've done is put down what, what really allowed us to get as far as we have. And I, I want to just, we still, you know, it's a work in progress. It isn't hard, like the myth says marriage has to be difficult. It's not difficult. It really just, takes attending to every single moment because when we don't, we fall into the same patterns everybody else does. So knowing and having the information uh, and being able to do it are two very discrete things. Being the person you want to be is really what what we need to focus on, and we have information on how to go ahead and do that. But it's it doesn't take a special person. It takes a real special desire to make it work. And, you know, keen up on the idea of in courtship, if we, if we use this as a, as, a, as a guide, in courtship we do everything we can to make that person love us mm-hmm. because we want them to love us. We've identified them as a person we'd like to be with and we want them to feel in love with us. Mm-hmm. And we don't have all that much trouble knowing how to be good listeners, kind people, um, thoughtful, caring. And make honoring and making them feel good uh, about being in our presence. We don't really—it's ha- not that big a mystery to us. But when we then think, "Oh, well, they're here to stay and they're not going anywhere," I don't know why we think that, given the statistics. But we then move shift down to this lower self. 
Um, and now we want to be right. We want it our way. We want to go to mm-hmm. our vacation spot. We want the mm-hmm. wine rack where we want to put it. You know, it's just uh, everything changes, and we're no longer th- serving the goal of I want this person to be madly in love with me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we start to look at ourselves rather than us as a couple, in a sense, or the relationship. Right. We look at what we want mm-hmm. in terms of petty things rather than we really want mm-hmm. the relationship to stay alive and vibrant. Mm-hmm. What I want as an individual rather than what I want to have the relationship be like. And a lot of times those are mutually exclusive. Mm. One of the things you talk about in these unlimited possibilities and the 15 elements is intimacy and passion. Now, are you talking about sexuality and intimacy and passion, or not necessarily? No, not necessarily. I, I think I think the sexual aspect of a relationship is incredibly important, and I think it gets an inordinate focus when people talk about relationships. Uh, intimacy can be sexual, but it certainly doesn't need to be. And I think a lot of men, in particular, confuse sex with intimacy. They figure if they can be sexual, then they're able to be intimate. But mm-hmm. uh, you know, it hasn't. Really, not a, you, you don't need to be intimate to be sexual. I mean, dogs can tell you that. Mm-hmm. So we know that that's, that's a, the, the act of being sexual or having sex is really a biological. The act of being intimate is really an emotional one, one in which mm-hmm. we are vulnerable and open and connected, and it can enhance the sexual aspect of a marriage just in, or of a relationship, of, you know, just geometrically. So... No, they're not. They're not mutual. They're not um, uh, the same. Uh, they can be mutually exclusive, uh, but when they're inclusive with each other, it's, it, it enhances, enhances both. Sex can enhance intimacy, and intimacy certainly can enhance the sexual aspect of a marriage or a relationship. Okay. Uh, all right. Um, well, when we come back, we'll add more to that. We're going to take a break. My guests are Tom Merrill, Ph.D., and his wife, Bobby Sandoz Merrill, MSW, and they are relationship therapists, and their new book is Settle for More. You can have the relationship you always wanted guaranteed. So um, we talk about how 93% of marriages aren't happy, and they're saying that they can work on the 7% and increase that so that we can make our marriages you know, we can use those role models and, and make our marriages happier, and they really believe that. Uh, do log on to their website, settleformore.com, settleformore.com. And you can still call us at 866-472-5788. You're listening to Positive Living. I'm Patricia Raskin. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. For an autographed copy of Patricia's new book, Pathfinding, Seven Principles for Positive Living, log on to RaskinResources.com. Solid programming. Outstanding shows. VoiceAmerica.com. Ever wonder what's in your future? Why you are the way you are? Or what your dreams really mean? Then tune in and call in to The Jackie Marie Show with professional psychic Jackie Marie. With over a reported 90% accuracy in her psychic predictions, Jackie Marie answers your questions on psychic phenomenon, dream interpretation, numerology, astrology, hypnosis, recognizing your own psychic gifts, and so much more. Along with her co-host, Alan Richard, 
Jackie also provides her psychic insight on celebrities, politicians, new items, and a mystery of the week. That's the Jackie Marie Show, broadcast every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 Eastern, on voiceamerica.com. In the great scheme of things, a minute isn't all that much, unless you happen to have a stroke. All of a sudden, those minutes count. Minutes that could mean losing your ability to talk, move, or walk. Which is why, if you can get help in time, your stroke can be treated. The warning signs of a stroke include sudden numbness or weakness of the face. If you experience this, call 911 immediately. Visit strokeassociation.org or call 1-888-4-STROKE-TODAY. A public service announcement from the American Stroke Association and the Ad Council. If you hear a dog barking or an angel singing, then you know that you're listening to Waking Up in America. Heard every Wednesday at 12 p.m. Pacific Time, Valerie Kirkgaard and all of her friends will bring you powerful and humorous discussions that raise thoughts and give you insight on how to live your life to its fullest potential. Adventure is always a must on Waking Up in America with Valerie Kirkgaard every Wednesday at 12 p.m. Pacific Time. Invoke thought, feeling, and inspiration into your life right here on voiceamerica.com. Go beyond success and discover a deeper meaning to life. Join host Jeffrey Gitterman and his guests, the premier thought leaders in business, politics, science, spirituality, and culture, who have reached the pinnacle of financial and professional attainment in their fields, only to discover a profound lack of fulfillment with what our culture defines as success. So won't you tune in every Wednesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time to Jeffrey Gitterman and Beyond Success, redefining the meaning of prosperity, right here on America's Voice, voiceamerica.com. The world leader in Internet Talk Radio. Internet Talk Radio. You're listening to America's Voice, voiceamerica.com. Hi, everyone. We are back. You're listening to Positive Living, and I'm Patricia Raskin. As I always say, I'm just so happy to be on Voice America because Voice America believes that information is power, the Internet is the future, and the future is now. That's why I'm here. My program, Positive Living, brings you practical solutions and positive principles to help you live happy, empowered, and successful lives. I've been doing this work for over 20 years in both radio and TV and documentaries and believed in it when everyone says, you know, that it's too sensational. It's not sensational enough and People aren't going to buy the positive and they're not going to listen, so I just kept doing it. <laughs> now people listen. And I think that um, a lot of us really crave to know what works because we're filled in the media with what doesn't work and we're filled with a lot of fear. And we have a couple on today that, again, are looking at something that we're often told doesn't work and they're saying, yes, it can, and that's relationship and marriage. My guests today are Tom and Bobby Merrill. And Tom is a Ph.D., Bobby Sandos Merrill is an MSW, and they are both renowned relationship therapists. They have a brand-new show that is here on Voice America Health called Settle for More, and it's on Thursdays at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific. And their new book is Settle for More. You can have the relationship you always wanted guaranteed. And you can still call us at 866-472-5788. Welcome back, Tom and Bobby. Thank you. All right. So the experts are telling us that, you know, 93% of the relationships are not working and that 7% are, and you say you can turn those odds around. And one of the things, Bobby, that you were going to talk about is that one of the problems in those off odds is that 
when we have arguments with our partner, our significant other, our spouse, often we withdraw physically, and that kind of makes it even worse. But it's hard to not withdraw physically when you're angry and hurt. Talk about that. Okay. So what I was saying is that the when we do have these arguments, once we decide, you know, that we are more interested in getting our way instead of really protecting the, the feelings between us, part of the getting our way is the struggle over that causes us not to feel close. And once that not close feeling gets in the picture, then we move away physically and we don't feel like we want to touch each other anymore. And once we stop touching each other, the hormones that actually uh, elicit feelings of bonding between us are no longer firing. And so the, the closeness doesn't have an opportunity to continue to build and continue to be, serve as that glue that holds us together, holds our hearts together. And we can feel this when it's working. That's the feeling we have in courtship. That's the feeling that everybody says, oh, be careful. That's just going to die down. It's natural. It goes away. Mm -hmm. It isn't natural. It's unnatural for it to go away. The reason it goes away is because we stop touching each other. That's one of the main things, Mm -hmm. stop being kind and caring and taking care of each other's hearts. And and part of that and uh, an outgrowth of that is that we stop touching. Once we stop touching... We move, there's a larger and larger gap between but, them. But what happens when you're hurt and angry and you don't feel like touching that person? Well, if you stay hurt and angry and you go off to your corners and pout and sulk and seize, right. you are going to cause a very bad energy field between you that creates a gap, a chasm. Mm-hmm. And you can't go back and fix that chasm unless you are willing to go back, as we said earlier, to unravel the, mm-hmm. the sweater and get to the sweater mm-hmm. sweater. And, and figure out what happened, how we got hurt, so that, as Tommy mm-hmm. said earlier, so we don't repeat it. Until you understand what that was, you will right. keep repeating right. it. It also I, bonds you when you find out what it was. Yeah, I just want to say something. What I'm hearing from both of you is, is kind of the same here, is that really to make this relationship work, you have to be with it all the time, in the present, right here and now, and not let any of those seemingly little things slip. Absolutely, that is you, you. You've got it. It is a twenty-four hour yeah. current job, um, yeah. and it's not really a job. It's it is so much easier to stay present than it is to get lost in some of the junk. Mm-hmm. It's so much easier. And and the problem is, is that we have a culture that doesn't support us doing this. If you mm-hmm. take this message out to people, they will say, "Well, I mean, you, you know, I'm, that's not the way I am." I am just this way, as if that's an excuse for, for you know, for terrible behavior or, right. or relationship inappropriate behavior. What Bobby says is that, well, that's not the way we are. The way we are is we do have a higher self. Yeah, I want to share a sense of, of of this because we always say, even when we say, well, it's that constant presence and attention too, we immediately think, oh my goodness, that would be way too hard, and there is a sense that that will be hard to do it that way and it's easier the other way. Mm -hmm. But the reverse is true because when we have the chasm and the seething and the upset, that's really hard. That's painful. It's hurtful. Yes, it is. When we are willing to go and find out what that sweater snagger was, you know what happens? A a week later you realize, oh, we haven't had a sweater snagger all week. Mm -hmm. And so that's easy and it's joyful. So you're living in the joy of that for a week without anything. 
if you'll go and find it. If you don't find it, you have a ball of yarn and you're just wandering through it all the time and it just builds on itself. Mm. It's much harder that way. I want, we have a couple minutes left, so I want to ask you, since you are the experts and, <laughs> you know, you have this wonderful relationship, talk about something you had to work out in your relationship. Now, give us an example in how you worked it out. Well, I think that any time when we have had hard times, and um, we, we the biggest problem for us is when we just get under stress because we have so much to deal with because of the success, frankly, of this book, um, and we just don't have time to to sit and quietly and slowly work something out. We feel like we need to start to talk in, in with cliff notes. Mm-hmm. Um, Anytime we go there, we get into trouble. When we don't go there, we do very well. If we go back and we say, let's use our own book, what would we do if we were using the book right now? We always know what to put back in. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that we put back in is the third story, is that rather than argue about my opinion, your opinion, we look for, if we put your opinion together with my opinion, we could come up with a bigger opinion, which we call a third story. Mm-hmm. So, so rather than argue the points, we look for the third story. And Tommy has a real quick example of... Okay, we have about two minutes. So one. Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, and it, it's not so much the content, but the, what happened. And, it, and this became a, a shorthand, very quick way of getting a third story, that we had a, we're having 60 boxes of our books delivered to our garage on Tuesday. At the same time, we have every box of, of all the stuff that we've unpacked sitting in the garage. So I said, hey, why don't we just have them deliver the books in here, and then when they come to clean out the boxes, then we can move the books over. And Bobby says, great idea. We can have them both in here, but let's do this. Let's move the boxes out, the, the moving boxes, slide the books, have them put the books that they're delivering in the place where they're ultimately going to be, mm-hmm. and then dump the boxes out. What normally would have happened if you if you interchange boxes for a movie or boxes for you hurt my feelings? No, I didn't. Is that the minute somebody makes a suggestion, the other person puts their heels down, rather than looking for how can I expand this way of doing things? And what Bobby has really brought to the relationship is this ability to to expand the context of what we're talking about, so that it's very easy to come to a third story solution. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. If people get one thing out of this program today on Settle for More, you can have the relationship you always wanted. And you have, like, a soundbite here. Both of you, what would you say? What What could you do to have the relationship you always wanted? Mm-hmm. Well, Tommy always tells people he's going to court me for the rest of his life. And, mm. and we, when we truly think courtship, it, it's it's dramatic. Wonderful. That's wonderful. Tommy, Tom? Get rid of anything that's in the way of you courting your partner the rest of your life. Anything, whether that's childhood trauma, whether it's you know your good ideas, whether mm-hmm. it's a sense of self-importance and, and a not understanding of a, of a we. Whatever it is that gets in the way of that, get rid of it. And if you don't want to, then don't expect a good relationship. And there's no harm, no foul. Okay. Thank you so much for being on the program. Both of you, it's wonderful. Thank, Thank you. you, Patricia. Both yeah, you. stay on the line. Tommy Mer- Tom Merrill, Ph.D., and his wife, I know I'm calling you Tommy now. <laughs> Tom Merrill, Ph.D., and his wife, Bobby Sandoz Merrill, NSW, Relationship Experts. New book is settled for more. You can have the relationship you always wanted guaranteed. 
Your new program, Settle for More, is on Voice America on Thursdays at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, and you can log on to SettleForMore.com. Next week, my guest is Annie Jennings, owner of Annie Jennings PR, a leading provider of experts to the media. She provides PR, book promotion, book marketing, and book publicity, and we'll talk about how to promote your ideas and your work to the media. So stay tuned next week. I love you all. It's an honor and pleasure to be with you and bring you these wonderful, positive guests. Until then, I'm Patricia Raskin. Have a great day. listening to Positive Living with Patricia Raskin, a catalyst for positive change. For an autographed copy of Patricia's book, Pathfindings, Seven Principles for Positive Living, log on to RaskinResources.com. And tune in next Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific for Positive Living, right here on VoiceAmerica.com.